to Off the Cuff with Des and Zane. I'm your host, Carissa Dez. I'm your host, Zane Thomas. We'll be talking to you about the local Portland music scene. And everything in between. Catch us live at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning, Pacific Standard Time. On Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And you can check out edited episodes on Spotify. How are you? Thanks for having me, everybody. Appreciate Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us yeah, today. No problem. Um, so every week we like to talk to uh, just people in the music community, uh, whether they're producers, whether they're just people who try and uh, uplift other people as musicians. And uh, I feel like you're a perfect example of just kind of all of that. I mean, and a rapper, too. So, well, hey. are, are you still rapping? I still bump gums with the best of them. Yeah. I, 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 the flame burned out a long time ago, so I just like to keep it a little just on the, we have fun just doing it now. The two hour team, shout out to my two hour team. We'll be, <laughs> we be getting it in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bonus Bumping gums, I've never heard that. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning something new Dude, every week. I'm a little I love old. It. I'm old, man. So. <laughs> yeah. You've been on the scene for a while, so you're a perfect person to talk to. Um, so you have a show, um, a music show similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually remember talking to you at a show at Rainbow City. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, um, cross the street is something similar to what I've always wanted to do. Um, and, you know, you're already doing it, so I don't want to bite and, like, you know, take your idea. And then you were like, you know what? You should do it. There should be more shows Go like that. I think there's everybody should have a show. Uh, you know, this show is just an accumulation of a TV brain left idle for too long, not able to book my friends for the radio or to have them on, you know, make music videos for them or whatever it may be. So, um, Which, by the way, you got both of us on the radio. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how yeah. Yeah. I met, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I missed that. Yeah, Kabu. Yeah, Kabu. Shout out to yeah, the, movement. the movement. Yeah, my yep. guys down there at 90.7. That's every Sunday night from 10 to midnight. Um, Check it out. It's a great show. Um, I just had an opportunity, to, or, you know, when I lost that opportunity to, to work with them, I was just like, let's crank this up a little bit. And everything I hated about podcasts, unfortunately, is kind of just like the singular camera, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, yeah. So I just thought, you know, my ADD brain says, let's put a podcast in motion. So Mm -hmm. that's what we did. These microphones that I picked up uh, allow me to do the show independently if I had to. And I did for the first like nine months all by myself before I added my girl, Bertie Lee. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Bertie. Once the show started to move, it went quickly to the point where there were so many bumps and bruises the first couple of months. I didn't even think it was possible to continue. Uh, it was hard. It was but really you kept hard. going and kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what were some of the, the bumps um, in the road that you saw? Was it like sound? Was it more like video or finding people? No, really. It was like the, the finding of people. Zane was one of the first people I bought these mics. They're like four or $500. And I got kind of intimidated with them when I bought them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like, I had them for like a month and just never used them. And Zane came over for a photo shoot one day. Um, <laughs> great photo shoot, by the way. I use the photos quite often. You know, <laughs> <I do. laughs> um, and I threw the mics on him just as like a practice. And I had him just tell me a few stories while he was sitting there. And it wasn't until he left and I started to listen to it. I was like, wow, these are like really easy to use. They sound good. Um, this is possible. I can do this by myself. I don't have to have a separate person to run my sound. Mm-hmm. So that I was just like, yo, let's try and find someone to interview. So uh, out of all the people I have to give the biggest shout out, though, is my first person ever that I interviewed on camera. Um was Rain Ezra. Mm, uh, she okay. just happened to be one of the first people I ran into at an event at the Big Legrowski one time mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, with Figure Eight, and I just put the nice. mics on and said, "Hey, let's talk." And she was the first person, and it clicked. And I was like, "Whoa, this could be fun!" You know, like there's some chemistry here. Yeah, like, and the interactions of the Portlanders when you're doing the interviews is amazing. When you turn on the camera and you're on Third and Burnside seven people have something to say suddenly every yeah, i love doing that i've done that too with with live streaming just walking around talking to people yeah and people want to talk to you they want to and it's to interesting you. too and you know people from different cities get to you know see what portland people are like and we're cool so i like yeah. that aspect of the show showing people a little bit of what portland's like so that's yeah yeah so what what 
made you uh, specifically want to just, you know, interview artists and uh, just people in the music community? Well, actually, uh, the show has taken several turns since then. We, I consider myself the show to be not only feature Portland musicians, but creative and influencers. So business mm-hmm. owners, we've interviewed Portland George. We've done all Portland of George. Portland George. He owns Smacktown, which is one of the uh, restaurants down at 722, the Morrison Center. We were there yesterday, right. actually enjoying that. Nice. Uh, we've interviewed uh, Chef Melvin, the Willamette Week Chef of the Year. Oh, wow. Um, we've done oh. several business owners, artists, photographers. Um, I don't limit it to just musicians by any means. Sure, sure. Uh, if you're good at trimming hedges, um, I'll interview you. Yeah, know, we actually have somebody for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my hair. Um, I've had my hair. I I didn't get a haircut or shave until I hit a thousand subscribers. I didn't even tell anybody, but I just told myself in my head, I was like, I'm not going to shave. And then finally, I just said it out loud at like 888 subscribers. And then when I got to a thousand, I had a JR the barber (laughs) cut my hair while I did an interview for one of the episodes. So Uh (laughs) Uh, that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as uh, as far as like uh, musicians and stuff like where what's what's your history with kind of uh, the like the Portland the music scene? scene? Uh, I I was never very good. Uh, I had some friends of mine growing up that we formed a group called Triple F when we were really young. Uh, it fizzled out quickly. What's what's young? Oh, I was like 17, 18, 19 okay. years that old. Is, yeah. Okay. We did shows at the Paris Theater back with like uh, Hugh, Senor Hugo, um, mm-hmm. long time ago. Uh, you could actually make some money back then. We used to actually sell tickets on the Max and our CDs and stuff. And That's pretty dope. Because people beans. weren't getting stuff for free on yeah. Spotify. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Free, free like internet and stuff. <laughs> you want to listen to this, you um, have to buy it. Always been passionate, of course, with hip hop music. Uh, I still make and produce hip hop beats. Um, I had an MPC and drum machine like my entire life. Uh, Something I'll just never not have in my life. I'll always have one of those. Very passionate about vinyl records and sampling and the the art of production of hip hop music. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as the, the rap and stuff goes, I just... I don't have the wherewithal for it. I just wear out, you know, like I'm too old, I guess. I don't know. Do you do any freestyling? I still rap. I still, we just put out some songs recently, actually. Uh, my stage name is Mr. Fairlane. Mr. Uh, Fairlane. Yeah. Is it on Spotify or where do you, you can catch find it, you? The, the one, I just dropped a song called Stan Smith and we're actually going to film a music video for it. So be, pay attention for that. That's going to yeah. be a good one. Look out for that. Um, it's going to be fun. It's only like a minute and a half song. I know the oh. attention span of most people nowadays is like That's under. about it. It's like a minute. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, I heard, you know, That's so. Perfect. <laughs> um, but that's going to be a fun project. And then the two hour team, which is uh, myself, uh, Birdie Lee and uh, Liz, uh, we all get together and find instrumentals on YouTube and then just sit at my house and record music and have a good time. And we've put out a couple songs and even made music videos for them that are on Instagram. We yeah. don't we're not looking for any kind of fame or attention out of them, but we have it's the fun, most though. fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know. The flame may have burned out, but definitely not the enthusiasm to want to create. Well, yeah. you're still going, so the flame is still there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I really like the way that you worded that is that, you know, like the flame didn't necessarily burn out. You know, it almost just kind of like relocated, you know, it's like because you are you are still a creative person. Yeah. You know, that didn't go away. But where you put that creative energy doesn't necessarily always have to be, you know, into rapping. You know, it can be sure. production. It can be, you know, uh, the the podcast that you do where you're, you're bringing up other artists and other you know people like you you're an extremely talented person you made my music video which oh, oh yeah that was a fun time oh, i too. didn't know that awesome oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now it's dude you you really create some some really cool stuff so i think it's 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 inspiring you know to to just know that like if i don't want to rap tomorrow that like i don't have to give up in performing sure mm-hmm. yeah there's a way to stay connected i think in uh, all aspects whatever no you know if you're into socialism or if you're into activism or whatever you may be into if you stay present in that field long enough there's a there's a there's a role for you whether it's taking out the mm-hmm. trash or yeah they hate, I'm sure everyone's going to hate to hear me say it on the show all the time. The reason there's a thousand names in movie credits is because it takes a thousand people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yep. So you, know, you can do good things on your own, but I think to do great things, you have to have people around you that can help grow your artist, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. mind or whatever. So I, helping you in the video is dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you keep showing up, there's always... Thing, there's always something to do too i think yeah yeah uh, does the guy who makes credits ever get credit <laughs> that's a good question that's a good question <laughs> that's a good question 
<laughs> no, I, I think that it's 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 really cool that um, you know, like the the music pro- on the music production side, like I, I really like how you start off your videos with like the the finger just kind of like hovering yeah. over the button, and then you're like boom, and then boom. you hit it, and you get like this this really cool hip hop beat. Um, when did you start making hip hop uh, beats specifically? We were young. Um, shout out to my homie Jamil Robinson. Uh, we were super young. Uh, Andy Stack, another friend of mine, when we were younger. Uh, I was 16 years old, 15 years old. So this is like 92, 93, maybe. And someone said the word drum machine in front of me. And I was like, what is that? And where do you find those at? Mm -hmm. And then just like the magic of the universe within days, uh, there was one put in front of me. And I was like, this is a drum machine. It didn't work correctly. The volume button was broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew and I decided to buy it for a couple hundred dollars, which was like a bazillion bucks back in the day. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, these are like super expensive. It was I a, bought it one for a really long time. It was actually a Roland 303 drum machine. Okay, and and okay. we bought it. Like a sequencer and stuff? Uh, it's a programmable, you know, drum machine that you can, you know, set the BPM and then play your own instruments into it. It was, sure. it's fantastic. It's a great, if anybody out there still has access to one of those, try and find one. They're really easy to use. And, and So you just press a button and there's like a snare and then like a bass. Correct. And then you go to track two and you can play your little bass lines and then track three you could do little melodies and then play them in and out we got our hands on one it didn't work we took it to a place called inner sound which is still around i love them um and they fixed it and that was like the start of like a whole yeah if it makes noise and has buttons like i wanted to touch it so yeah i just went crazy after that and just never stopped awesome so you recorded like your first recordings were they um, to a computer or because Zane and I talked about this, like we, I recorded with like a little Walkman with like cassette tapes when I first started freestyling. Yeah. So yours was actually on a computer. So you're kind of no. like, <laughs> no, we, uh, we, uh, had a closet we tried to do the whole studio thing and we're like that's how zane started yeah, the closet one of the funniest <laughs> things about the closet was we always like wanted this like cool like 90s kind of underground vibe to our like studio closet and we kind of like were, lo-fi yeah. well we were sourcing foam to put in there of course this is like pre-internet so i was like i don't know camping foam yeah fiber foam <laughs> yeah so we, so we i actually went to the camping store place and bought camping foam and we put it up on the inside of the closet it looked awesome the problem was it was pink the only color they had was pink nice. which doesn't, favorite color. Yeah. Say, it doesn't seem like but, but it like leveled the energy of a lot of people when you walk into the room, you're like okay all right well this it's is cute microphone so many great experiences out of that place though we actually made a song one night with three or four of our friends on the Tascam four track we dubbed it down and Andrew ran it up to KBU and they played it on the radio station that night. Like, wow. a, like an hour after we made the song. Like so. this is fresh. Yeah, how did <laughs> so that feel? That was nuts. That was like, that was my, like, honestly, like one of my favorite moments in Portland, like radio history for me, just the idea that we did that so quickly. And then he ran it down there and they played it for us. And it was just like, Wow, that really happened. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. cell phones and stuff, like we're on landlines talking to each other, like, yo, we're on the radio. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, leave. I'm calling your house in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have long distance to call Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Long distance charges. You don't have it anymore. Um, no, that, that's that's really cool. It must have been like just a really kind of like fulfilling, you know, experience, I guess, being like, hey, you know, I want this machine. Boom, there's the machine. Like, oh, I want to make a song. Boom, your song's on the radio. Like, just to kind of see things line up like that must have just been like really encouraging. Yeah, knocking them out quickly was fun. That was fun. There was a lot of there was a lot of excitement into, you know, music back then, too. Like I say, it was pre-internet and stuff. So it was like we got to know like some of the people around town. I remember like Serge Severe when I was really young listening to him and the DJ Wicked's around town and oh yeah and you know Maniac Loke I grew up a huge Maniac Loke fan I used to wash Cool Nuts car (laughs) that's how like I lived here a long time and and been aware of the culture around us but uh just never really like voiced it out loud until this show I bought this camera three years ago and yeah my life just kind of just went tv brain after that i was like let's go let's make tv you know so yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool so um you said that you've um been on the scene for a while and you've met a lot of cool musicians who's who's one of your favorite musicians in portland who's still around um i get asked this question a lot actually i've done almost 300 interviews now in the last year and uh (laughs) you've done three (laughs) 
so far. <laughs> I challenge all the podcasts out there. You guys got to step it up. Yeah, they need to come. Yeah, yeah. They need to come. Keep up, up with you. I did one right after you. I did two shows yesterday. We did Carlos Ortiz, Portland Trailblazer dancer. We did him at the uh, Moda Center. And then right before that, we did Anthony Rivera at the YMCA in Southeast Portland for his community cleanup. So, um, yeah, push harder, go faster. They really do enjoy the content. People really Mm -hmm. do want more of it quickly. Um, I, when you do my shows, you know, um, it's out two hours after we leave. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. daily news. Like it's not mm-hmm. like a week later you're gonna see the do program. Not know how you do that? Me and Chris have been on our last episode for yeah. It's gonna be out soon. Yeah. Couple days yeah. on, <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you do all the editing and everything, like the video and audio editing, or is it like you record it and then you upload it to YouTube, or how, what's your process for, yeah, so, for across the street? Uh, I cross the street and we book a date. I pull up on you in the location you find that's important to you. Um, I always bring everybody a gift. The show takes about 25 to 35 minutes to complete start to finish. Uh, that's a good tip. We, I offered you water. You did. Some gift boxes going. Once the show starts, um, it's tw- like I say, it's 20 minutes of runtime. It's a personal interview with you walking around the streets of Portland, or mm-hmm. like I say, someplace important. Um, when you leave me, though, it's generally within two to three hours. I go home, edit the video, process the sound, link everything up, color grade it, 4K quality, and upload it to YouTube in about two to three hours. Wow. So. <laughs> Nice work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and after 200 plus episodes, I've gotten it down. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah. pretty quick at the it. Learning right? curve is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. be discouraged though. Yeah. Yeah. Sound yeah. is sound is a tricky thing. How about you guys? Have you had any pitfalls yet? I'm always just curious. No, about I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest one is probably audio. Like just figuring that out. Um, the um, Adobe Edition is new to me, so. Okay. Um, but I have my other podcast based with Des and Hiram. <laughs> Check it out. Um, so I've been kind of working on sound there, and I have a little bit of practice. But um, it's it, yeah, it's I've only been doing it for like six months now or something. Okay. So I would um, definitely recommend yeah. a set of these mics. These changed my life. These yeah, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. it's you know I, I, that's something you kind of learn early on in like yeah. music production and stuff is that like your equipment mm-hmm. makes or breaks. You know, like you can only get so much out of something cheap you know so it's like being able to have the 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 right equipment creates you know the right circumstances Mm -hmm. to to get the quality that you're looking for it's a great team i do like the team i love it i think it's a (laughs) yeah as soon as i met zane i was like we're gonna work together in the future (laughs) i I was i don't know if i was manifesting it or if i just like knew i was like so we can't prove you can't manifest it (laughs) no the team is perfect i was like this is a great match they look well yeah yeah Yeah. i I agree that with the same thing with you and birdie is that you know it's it, it really really is like there's a certain point where you're like i can do this by myself i don't want to you know right yeah because just because you can doesn't mean i ran a faceless television show for the first like nine months so if you didn't know what i looked like or know what i did you wouldn't know who i was Mm -hmm. um i added birdie to the show and just yesterday not this isn't even the first time it's happened but yesterday when we were getting burgers down there with portland george she we all had our shirts on and someone outside spotted her and ran up to her and said, hey, you're the girl from across the street. And they came in and got uh, fan photos with us. And like, I was like blown away. Like, yeah. I, you know, yeah. Like when people start recognizing you. Yeah. Like they recognized her, of course. But, you know, mm-hmm. not, but yeah, I mean, hell's this voiceless. I hate, yeah. to, I, hate yeah. to, I hate to show you guys up, but I do bring everybody a gift. So what? Uh, oh, sweet. Across this All right. Magnet. magnet? We, we thank really you. Up our game yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple Getting all sorts of for funny. Dude, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate you guys for the invite. I really do. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You're just, you're, you're somebody who like, since I've known you has just, uh, you've been extremely encouraging, you know, like you've you've gotten me uh the the ability to, to you know have radio spots you uh you brought me back twice on your show like sure. just the amount of encouragement that you you've given me i can only imagine that you you give that to, to others as well and it's 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 extremely um inspiring you know because not everybody does that some people get a platform and they're like cool this is where i stand and you guys can sit down there right yeah. like but other people, don't even talk to me but you like bring people in and exactly yeah 
Yeah, totally. So, um, who inspires you, um, as, as an artist and in what you do, because you inspire all these, all these artists and, and people in the community who is like one of your, maybe as a kid who inspired you or influenced you to be in the art. I guess when it comes art. to like art with me, I'm like, I have complete ADD in the art realm. I feel like I just, you know, moving from, you know, wanting to be a rapper to production to, to making TV shows and I taught myself Photoshop. Now I'm a photographer suddenly. Like I'm just like throwing these things on that I don't know if I'm super great at them right away, but I don't stop. I will like until I hate validation, but like Walter Payton has a great quote. He says, when you're good at something, you'll tell everyone, but when you're great at something, they'll tell you. So mm -hmm. it's not until yeah. you start to get a few of those compliments that you really feel like confident in like what you're doing. Um, but as far as like in inspiration, I just that's the TV brain. Like, it's just like I can't tell you how just programmed I am to like see life as like a sitcom sometimes. Yeah, this whole our whole life is a 20 minute repeatable sitcom. Yeah, some, yeah. It's the reoccurring character. The, yeah. I keep talking about a joke every episode. It's pretty great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> off the cuff like this is like kind of like an example of what i do with my show so it's mm -hmm. very off the cuff a little bit of research that you do about you know with people yeah who does the research in your guys's group you guys oh uh, we both do like we both seek out um it's it's probably going to be a lot of our friends that are on the show because i know a lot of musicians personally and i think zane does as well mm -hmm. and then um we'll like look at their instagram and their social media and see what they've been doing lately and mm -hmm. see what they've done in the past and stuff so that part's kind of yeah. fun sometimes i'm always yeah well you... we don't we don't really do extensive research because i personally like learning when you know the show is happening so um and it, it makes it more interesting to me you sure. know, personally, when I'm yeah. learning about the, the guests. Too. Well, nothing makes a rapper feel better than at least, you know, the name of their album. No, it's a, the 1% better is kind of what I've challenged our show to do yes. over the last year is just uh, be 1% better every episode that's obtainable. Um, it's it's like something I can see when I'm doing it, when I'm editing, when I'm filming, the questions yeah. I'm asking, mm -hmm. the preparation. I feel like I can gauge that 1%. But when you're saying, you know, I want to be 30% better or whatever, that's just like... Yeah, oh, it's a weird arbitrary <laughs> number. Where you're like, yeah. How am I going to do that in one episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that just that's, that's kind of like a good... Uh, what is it like a good barometer if that's i think that might be the word but just kind of like being able to tell you know if if it is improving and setting like a realistic goal like one percent isn't that crazy of a goal but uh, it, yeah and, but if you continue to get one percent each time then you know it does become this larger thing and little stuff like the font you know like i worked with flashes on the font for you know a while thinking oh, that's my one percent and then i started to work on the preparation and like maybe you ever watch nardwar interviews Nardwar is the one of the greatest interviewers oh, I've ever. Heard of, and, yeah. and and he knows like weird things like he'll know the name of Chris's sister's cousin's aunt's former roommate. Where you get there, and then you're like, what? How did you know that? You know. So I've only had a couple of those moments on the show where I've been like, oh, I got a little gem, and I'm about to go interview this person. And I'm going to be able to like yeah. throw in this moment where Jim sounds like a real journalist. Yeah. Know? And, and it works sometimes, but but for the most part, it's just <laughs> some people are just weirded out. Like, why do you yeah. know? Sorry. Are you stalking me? <laughs> yeah, like, Did you go through my mail? <laughs> Stick to the facts. Stick to the facts. Yeah. You have a bill due. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's an warrant out for your arrest right now. So. <laughs> You've been served. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's that's really cool, and it's just you know just in like an art, artistic uh, aspect of you know like we I think we wrap ourselves up with you know it's not perfect and if you just if you're constantly upset that things aren't perfect then you're never seeing how much better they are yeah yeah I, I, you know artists in, in general i think we're all kind of hard on ourselves initially uh with everything that we do so <laughs> so like challenging yourself to like be 30 percent better it seems ridiculous yeah, yeah i couldn't do yeah, that what, what's uh what helped you kind of get better at, like music production was it um you know sitting there like i mean did you have youtube tutorials uh no just i've i've taught myself everything i don't i've there never went to school for anything like i'm a high school dropout um like i didn't represent 
I didn't really have a great education as far as like learning things in books. I've just been like, like I say, buttons, buttons, learned everything as you sounds. I was like, let me see it. Don't stop telling me about it. Just let me touch it. Yeah, that's that's how I'm too. Like I have to fill it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the digital aspect of the world is what's the, you know, I moved from analog equipment and now I have a NPC Renaissance. Uh, Her name's Wendy. Love you, Wendy. Um, I've had her for, you know, six, eight years now. And the digital realm of making beats is like production is like really intense. It's a lot mm-hmm. different. So, yeah, yeah, um, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I, I I guess like in my situation, I started making beats out of necessity because I wanted to rap, but I didn't have somebody to make beats. So mm-hmm. it became this thing where it's like, all right, either you wait for somebody who's not going to show up or you become that person to show up for yourself. Like most of the things that I do with my art, that's how they all started. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It started with like a desire for you to to make it. And then it became you finding out what you need to know next. So that way you continue to make it better. Right. And just the ability to do things on your own. Like, I think I, that's, I can't stress, like, especially like just starting sometimes for people is the most, you know, daunting task that mm-hmm. there is. But right. if yeah. you just start the learning process and if you're really interested in it, you'll yeah. keep wanting to learn. But I fizzled out of plenty of things. Like I wanted yeah. to do Adobe Illustrator for about 17 minutes. And then I suddenly I'm like, well, I'm really good at Photoshop. Let's go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's good to know how to do everything, like, you know, the sound and the, um, you know, how to use a camera and everything, because sometimes people don't show up. Sometimes people flake out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to delegate and have people help you, but also I think it's good to know a little bit of everything, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to Angel, uh, who uh, is actually helping us and has continued to show up. With, that's our little sound, our person. sound person, sound yeah. person, video person, yeah. great person in general. And uh, also Philip from Halo Space. Give uh, a shout out. Yeah. Setting us up with the audio. Building the walls and setting us up with audio. This is a great space, by the way, everybody watching out there. Craft services was amazing. They have water and coffee. Yeah. Craft mac and cheese. Yeah. It's, it's coming together. It's yeah. Very nice. Piecing it together little by little. Well, and, uh, and I, I, I like what you said, just kind of about like, you know, how starting is like the, the most difficult part because, yeah. you know, with, with Des and I, we kind of talked about all right you want to start a podcast yeah that'd be kind of cool fizzled out right didn't really go anywhere and we had had the intent to go to um you know it was like chakra church or something like that we'd have the intent to go to that it ended up getting canceled and they showed up and were just like hey do you want to just try and do the thing that we were talking about so that's kind of where the cuff kind of came from is recorded that day yeah yeah (laughs) we literally just walked in here turned the camera around and we're like all right let's let's that's exactly how you start i mean i didn't even know i was doing a podcast in the beginning i was just interviewing my friends like 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 you were saying you're gonna get a lot of that in the beginning Mm -hmm. shoot your shot with all your friends take them in right as fast as you can good practice it's great practice don't get your good guests right away. I know that sounds Uh-oh. crazy. Uh-oh. We got oh, you. Yeah, we did. We did. Well, no, our I guests like are already like good. Me. I like being like, like I'm talking about like, like you know, when you start really shooting your shot, getting in those inboxes. Like Drake. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like have the episode. Put him on for a week. Yeah, like, I, I just know how nervous. before we have Lady Gaga on. I was wild nervous, like when I booked Mike Crenshaw. Like, I can't lie. Like, he's such a big person around town. Yeah. And I finally had my opportunity to do the interview and I was good at the show by then. And and I'm glad I didn't shoot my shot early. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot of people that uh, Zane was a test, but he didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, <laughs> test test. experiment on the show, you know, so. <laughs> uh, Ted Loke was the one that like kind of made it all click. Ted Loke was the first one where he locked, walked across the street. He's like, what do you call the show? I was like, I like to call it Cross the Street. I didn't even have a logo yet or anything. Mm. And Ted was like, you should uh, have them say that they're on Cross the Street while they're walking across the street. And I was like, yes. Yes. Light so, bomb. yeah. So big ups to Ted Loke. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. said that multiple times, but love you, Ted. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but all these little moments like that is what kind of like accumulated to like, the big picture. Um, mm-hmm. And then here's the weirdest thing about all this. I feel like to this day, I'm still kind of blown. There's, I have like 1,300 subscribers on YouTube now, right? Nice. After yeah. like 11 months, very proud of that. Yeah, yeah that's quick to get over 1,000. Like 200, yeah, 220 something of them are from Oregon. That's insane. So yeah. people outside of this care. That's, yeah. I'm blown away by that. I, I, there's some woman in Wisconsin tomorrow morning watching a Zane Thomas episode on Cross the Street, enjoying her coffee. Like it's still like a 
phenomenal mind melt to me that people would be that interested in what we're doing here in our culture and our, our community. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So um, all the people that you're, you interview are from Portland then, or do you kind of do like the Pacific Northwest or do you just stick? stick no, we, uh, um, big ups to Marshall Hugh of the Marshall Law Band. They just got back from. Oh, I've heard of them. They yeah. just got back from uh, United Kingdom oh, a couple wow. months ago, okay. or last month. Big tour. Um, that he, they're from Seattle. So he heard about our programming, um, contacted me when he was here in Portland. I had him on the show. We did a fantastic episode down there in front of Voodoo. Um that's the this the furthest I've gone so far is that far. Uh, someone nice. from and from <laughs> someone from Seattle. This is about as far as we've had um, like reached the show. I get that question a lot though. People are always like, "When are you going to do your first like celebrity?" And and I've had moments actually. Like I've Birdie and I suddenly were in a room full of rap legends one night, and I mean rap legends, not right. like lightweights. And I had no oh, urge. I had no urge to turn on my camera and do what I what I normally do because. My star moment is when I get to interview you, when you're a celebrity, when you're when I get to interview Zane, when he's a celebrity, that's my star moment. He's a local celebrity. What are you talking about? We're all, yeah, we're all local right. celebrities. Yeah. There's rooms we can go in where we feel special. Yeah. It's not always the safe way, but yeah, no, uh, so there's yeah. Rooms go. So you're talking about um, like people starting to recognize you on the streets. Um, that was happening a little bit with me just from like live streaming. I'm like, man, I need to like you know, I'd go out in like sweatpants and like a, like a beanie or something. I'm like, I need to like actually put on lipstick when I go to the grocery store now. Little <laughs> thing I keep recognizing all the paparazzi's falling. I was in sweatpants and a trench coat buying, you know, 9 a.m. coffee cleaner at 7-Eleven when I got spotted the first time. And I was like, hey, oh, you know, no, I'm not. No, actually, this is bad. No. like drinking a Four Max Loco at 7-Eleven. Or like a pre-game after the I drink before my book. I had to leave with a disappointing sugar-free cream or two that this is not the look. Um, so I guess uh, what do you what do you do to like prepare for like when you're talking to like those those bigger people? Um, I've taken a lot of pressure off myself now, but I've noticed in the like like I say like 200 and some odd plus interviews now, almost 300 I think. Uh, in the 20 minute time frame that I have, I usually pick about four or five bullet points. I'll find four or five things relevant to. Like you were saying, like looking at their Instagram or something, just just to give yeah. it like a breezeway for people to talk. Um, but if you have four or five quality points with each guest, it seems like it fills that time very appropriately during my show. So as the preparation goes, I actually have a little bit of a team now. I got to yeah. be real thankful for. Uh, we got Liz. Um, she does all of our logistics work. Sometimes editing the show, traveling to the show, being with the guests, coming home, doing all that stuff. Keeping them entertained while you're getting everything set up. It's uh -huh. all steps. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and these are all things that uh, the more time I have during the day to focus on making a 1% better program, mm. um, Liz has done a great job of catching me up quickly. Uh, so I'll ask her while editing, you know, who am I seeing tomorrow? And she'll start lack of a better terminology just you know like puking their information at me while i'm working and listening to their music while i'm working and mm -hmm. and really getting to know like i've been really excited carlos ortiz yesterday he's a portland trailblazer dancer i was so birdie and i were so excited to to finally have this episode and we got to do it right there in front of the moda center and he's a you know real talented dancer real bubbly person and dirt birdies into dancing and stuff too so we're like again that, that sometimes the show is like exciting like it's the preparation is that it's waiting like oh, i can't wait to do this one you know so we do that a lot like book these great guests when we did uh um, Roulette Delgado recently and mm. we interviewed Love him. Yeah. We interviewed he's, him and his he's brother. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. We interviewed Gato Gang. Hey. Hey. Um, we interviewed uh, him and his brother, Wee's Beats, at their uh, family home. Oh, so cool. these, yeah, these little weird opportunities that just keep like popping up um, to make the show very unique has been the best part. Uh, the, I say the show takes care of me a lot. Um, Keeps you motivated, I'm sure. And it was snowing on the way to, to do the Bren Boy in an interview a few weeks back in the car. So here I am. Snowing in the car? It was snowing. Oh my God. <laughs> and here I am thinking to myself, I have to go take this you know, camera out into the elements and film this show. It's snowing right now. As soon as we got there, as soon as I saw Bren's face across the street, the sun just comes out and we have a perfect 30 minutes to do the episode. We get in the car, it starts raining and we go home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the show takes care of me be. sometimes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
So when it is snowing or raining, do you have, do you just use like an umbrella over your yeah. stuff or you just go for Portland, it? Baby. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, we go. We'll find shelter. We'll find a covered area if we have to. Um, Miss Oregon, we just did her episode recently. Oh, and she's underneath the Burnside Bridge. Okay. Um, so there's all kinds of elements that we've ran into as far as like weather and stuff, but we don't let the weather stop us. Uh, just, just film, yeah, <laughs> make it go. Absolutely. So what has been your biggest like bump in the road though? You said like the weather, is that kind of like the biggest thing uh, element that you deal with? I think in the beginning, like, I'm not afraid to say it, like heartbreaking, tearful moments when you mm -hmm. spend so much time doing the booking like you know how hard it is to do the booking it's tough being back and forth with people over mm -hmm. and over again and like being one especially if it's a whole band that's, oh, yeah, that's gonna be hard yeah. like a punk band is gonna no, be no. challenging it's when you get the one, one step yeah. it's when you get the one step away from the booking when you're like okay saturday 2 p.m where and then you just don't hear from them and then you're just like uh you know like do i get somebody else or they do I get, right. yeah, yeah it got, it got bad the, the scheduling got to where it was like heartbreaking i was stood up for a double header one day i drove mm. 25 minutes from my house mm. had two gifts that i bought for people so i'm like 50 bucks into this episode we haven't even started yet mm. and i got stood up in the parking lot by two people Man. so I'm kind of like rattled at that point, but then that's where you have great friends. So mm -hmm. keep using those great friends. I think I called figure eight and I was like, Fig, <laughs> you're about to be on cross the street today. <laughs> so, and every time, yeah, right? <laughs> every time I was let down by people with the scheduling, um, I found a way to make it happen anyway, just cause I wanted to do a show. I wanted to have something for people to watch that day. And uh, since then, though, like I almost want to have like one of those, like when you go to a job site, it's like 200 days without an accident. <laughs> I think we're at like, you know, 75 days without a cancellation. That's and, pretty and, good. And that's like yeah, amazing for as many, you know, four day a week program that I'm trying to put together here. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, four um, days a week. The, uh, April, if you look back at April, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did it. It was too much. I got to slow down. That's why we stopped the event coverage. Yeah. So um, is this like your main thing or do you have another job also? Um, I do a lot of different stuff, actually. I do video work, uh, music videos. So if you need music videos, let me know. Yeah. Boski Rock's new video. Shout out to Boski Rock. That one's going to come out here uh, in the next couple of days. That's going to be a great project. It'll be something a little different for the city that I haven't seen in a while. Um, everybody's getting really good at the after effects and all this really clean work. And we went back to crayons and cutouts for a yeah. South Cork style uh, mm -hmm. video that's going to be really cool. So I'm excited to show everybody that. Awesome. Um, as far as like music videos and stuff, uh, like how did you how did you even get into that? Did you just have a camera one day and they're like, hey, can you shoot this? And you're like, I guess. Uh, big ups to Dirty Black and Rick Rick from the Trunk Mob, actually, like uh, three, four years ago, I guess. Also, a little Dirty knows what's up with this, but I said, oh, I can just use my cell phone to do it. And Dirty's like, nah, man, you can't do that. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, Dirty, I'm never going to forget this. He's paying Carver Mitch $500 to film a music video for him with his cell phone. So I was like, Did he have a better cell phone? I mean, yeah, I know, right? yeah. no, he's, way more, he's way more talented than I am. Trust me, yeah, way more talented. That guy's amazing. But again, it was like, ah, oh, I could have been learning this whole time. You yeah. know? So, but no, Dirty, they, he's made it up to me and they went ahead and bought a camera that they were going to use to make music videos with and kind of bestowed it on me. Sure. Um, and I'm not exaggerating when I say, hey, Jim, I got a camera. He hands me a camera. And an hour later, we're filming our first music video. It's online too. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. terrible. It's, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a good example. This episode. It was with like a cracked version of Adobe Premiere Nine. Like, you know, like I didn't even know idea what I was doing. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that just opened a whole can of worms. And then seeing all the creative people around me, um, Trevor Ellis from Fisherman Films. Um, you know, big up DeAndre Collins, um, even Packer Brown. Um, these guys were like very good at what they do. So I was really excited to like see these people like grow around me and think, oh, that's possible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. possible. I'm not that I'll ever be any of those people. Um, but uh, I just said, let's, you won't let's try, you know, let's try. So I did. I just started trying. And <laughs> eventually when you try hard enough at anything, I think you get better. So, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I feel like I'm OK now. I, I'm, I'm worthy of payment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. For sure. You've been working hard and you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so where do you see Cross the Street 
going? Do you um, think you'll continue having the show on YouTube or do you see something else in the future for it? Uh, I'm glad you asked that because I'm at the point now. Um, you guys know how hard it is to like put all this stuff together and be mm -hmm. just two people. Like, I feel like I'm still it's fun, though. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> I'm at a point now with the show. Uh, I need to get monetized. So watch the mm -hmm. show today. I'm very close to monetization as far as like collecting revenue from YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it like after a thousand followers, you can start the process of you need 4,000 hours of watch time as well. So, okay. so, wow. so if you're a rapper and you have a three minute music video, um, that's a lot of people watching your music video. If you mm -hmm. want to get paid from YouTube. So this yeah. long form content that I make. <laughs> Um, yeah. So one of the best ways to help creators and to support them is to watch and listen. So listen to our podcast, listen or watch and listen to cross the street or, you know, even put it on mute, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. watch it over just and over run. and just put run it on a playlist. Mute. Yeah. Run yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Run it up. Um, that's, that's where I'm at with this. I want to get to the point where I can pay people. Like I'm not exaggerating when I say I want to be able volunteers are great. Yeah. Um, the show's gotten serious enough now um, that I'd like to be able to pay people to own positions mm -hmm. um, to be part of Cross the Street and and more than just a I do this for fun kind of way. Yeah. Birdie has owned her role as hostess mm -hmm. um, all through her hard work. You've watched you can watch two months ago when she started. I used to just have her walk around in the background and then she got to where she wants to hold the mic and then she got to where she wants to ask a few questions and we've seen this growth in her that where yesterday's episode she's an absolute dream it's like uh -huh. it's all starting to come to life and the, and then liz the information that she's able to give me so quickly uh -huh. um, and the investigative research that she does in certain areas is amazing um it's just moving fast so i'd like to be able to pay people yeah definitely to, wouldn't it be great to pay our sound person today yeah wouldn't it be great, it. Wouldn't it be great? you know she's yeah. like yeah. yes <laughs> she's great. Like, for the love of god <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't that we all hope for though, right? To be able to support our friends, Definitely. not only the our, our friends that support us, you know, yeah. is, mm -hmm. is we we kind of come into it with like, I have this dream, I have this goal. And, you know, once you have a group of people that are helping you do that, it's like, all right, well, you're helping me get what I want. You know, how do I get you what you want? You know, silver medalist. I want to die with a drawer full of silver medals. Let's get you your gold. You want a gold? Let's get you your gold. Just let me help. Let me stand up there, wave a little bit, get off the podium. You won the gold. Let's carry on next event. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so yeah. Keep supporting people. Yeah, this this will help with that. This will help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, sure. So I I wanted to ask, like, is in reference to like the music videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, what's what has been like the the most difficult thing with like trying to to teach yourself that? You know, man, I I don't know anything. I still really don't. I I run into a problem and I find myself on YouTube generally within six minutes. Some like nine year old boy in Singapore <laughs> tell, tells me how to do it in four seconds. I'm like, oh yeah, man. I feel so old, you know. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah. So once I restart my computer one time, everything works great. Yeah, you know, so yeah. That's how bad I am in it. But that's how good kids are. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just take I really like a challenge, though. I just like being stumped with something and mm -hmm. know, like we have the Internet. Like, yeah, <laughs> someone knows how to do you this. figure anything out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can figure it out. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is, is I can do all these things with editing and video, but I couldn't explain it to someone like when it when the problem um, happens, comes up, I'm like, OK, I can work through this. Mm -hmm. But if somebody were to ask me, like, how do I edit this or do it, do this? I'm just like, just let me get in there and I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That's how you learn and that's how you almost teach it at the same time. I right. mean, like most things like that's why I like I, the TV brand. I go back to that again. I just you know, raise my television sometimes. And I just this 80s TV head, you know, the, the 15 minute, you know, Brian Williams investigative stories all the way mm -hmm. to Saturday morning cartoons. Just the creativity of that space just makes me want to make TV, you know, mm -hmm. so it's turning on the camera and filming whatever it may be, which leads you to like, oh, color correction. Like, how do you make it look like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kind of just starting the process, finding out what you don't know. And yeah, I mean, kind of like just that. digging into it, you know, like um, that's always the best way to learn for me. It's just like, you know, I don't know how to do that. But then there are things like I was saying, like you, you dig on a project, you're like, oh, I want to know how to use Adobe Illustrator. And it took me like seriously, like 20 minutes. And I was like, 
I'm not going to do this. <laughs> this is really hard. And like all those Adobe programs are so different too. Like you think like if you learn one, the other one will be easier. No, that's not the case. They don't speak the same language. They don't speak no, the same language. No, no. Yeah, they really don't. They really don't. Uh, that's fun though. That's like that, that like you, I'll take a tutorial or something and think to myself, oh, I got it figured out. And then when you go to implement it with your own art or whatever, that's when you're like, man, you got to be really good at this, man, to make people really want to look at it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I was going to ask, um, do you, so what are you, um, do you have any other projects that you're working on right now that you want to tell the world about? We do. Uh, across the street, make sure you tune in. We're going to start our first Easter egg hunt. Um, the Easter egg hunt, I don't know when it's going to start, but we've got the questions fairly much developed right now. And how that's going to work is there's going to be 25 questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to watch an episode and answer the question. Mm -hmm. It's an Easter egg hunt. If you get all 25 of those questions correct and you send us your list with all the answers, you're going to win lunch with Birdie Lee. What? <laughs> your own episode eating lunch with Birdie Lee across the street. Oh, that sounds fun. And the person that wins is going to be able to request their favorite past guest from across the street to join them for lunch that's, for their episode that's with Birdie Lee. Awesome. Yeah. That's really so cool. that's gonna be coming out soon. So the Easter egg hunt will be coming soon. That's a uh, anticipation to get people to watch the show, of course. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. so like, share, subscribe, bing, 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 all that stuff. Yep. And force them to watch the whole show too. Yes, watch the whole show. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> Any luck with analytics? You guys get into that yet? Like checking out like what where people are watching or how they're, they're watching. They're in charge of all the stuff. A little bit. Not so not too much yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watch analytics on the smoke break. Um, just mm -hmm. because I'm just like, hey, how many people are watching this week? You know, um, you know, what type of people are watching this week? Is it, right. you know, this age range, this gender, you know, or... very blown away by that. I think the the like the average duration of a, a 17 to 20 minute video is like off oh, or I get about six minutes. Mm -hmm. so people get about halfway through and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, that's enough. <laughs> so so I don't aim for that, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, think, yeah. I don't know if it should be better or worse, but I feel like that's pretty good when you get if they're watching for more than a minute, then they're interested. Right? Yeah, I'm a true Yeah, for real. Very true. Yeah. And decided about one minute if this is for me, if this is not for me. <laughs> so, are you? Is the show only on YouTube, or is there anywhere else? that they can no it's just currently on it. youtube okay. um this is where i like to tap in with my community here um uh, again jim has gone as far as jim can go four or five shows a week editing the show daily that's a lot already yeah, yeah it's hard for me <laughs> to push just that it's yep. hard for me to reach any further than that at this point i am open ears to anyone that has any other alternative sources of ways to get people to watch and and, and take part in this show more than it already is it seems like mm -hmm. um it's really tough to like have someone educated enough i feel like that knows how to direct and use marketing money and all mm -hmm. these these are all turn i am organic as heck i have not spent a dollar on zero advertising mm. like it's just word of mouth and praying that people watch the show at this point <laughs> so, well, yeah. you know it's creating quality content and giving them something to show up for you know mm -hmm. right yeah I, I think that you you have you have the product and at that point it's how do i get this product in front of people because you both mm -hmm. have had successful podcast shows right that have like mm -hmm. been on major platforms right apple and all that stuff yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah. And any successes there between y'all or a little bit i mean i think uh mainly people watch on uh spotify or listen on spotify okay um but you know with this show i think it's more like the live aspect that people uh, yeah. pay attention to yeah, because it's just like easy access um and th that leads me to the question i was going to ask if you ever have ever thought about doing your show live or is that just like you like having edited? i mean essentially if you watch my show the editing might sound really difficult and all mm -hmm. but zane knows the deal <laughs> uh, i don't cut anything if you say something stupid or trip That's or on fall, you. Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're willing to come on the show, be yourself, be honest. Um, I'll do it. I'll. I've had face paint wrappers. I've done. You know, just about anybody you can face think of. Face paint wrappers. What's yeah. that? Uh, yeah, shout they're out face to the Halloween creeps. The house they're, they're dope. They're like rappers, and they wear like the costume. 
mm-hmm. paints. Someone oh, okay. at the park, we're doing an interview at the city park and someone walked by and like said something to him and he like looked over. So he's like, it's never too early for Halloween. It was like July. <laughs> so yeah, is right. it like the kind of juggalo? Yeah, yeah, juggalo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're great. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to That's say it. I'm sorry. When you, when you said, yeah, when, I, when you said it, I was like, do they do face paint while they're That would be cool too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea for a show, actually. Getting yeah, your coming face Coming up next week, Zane and Chris are face painting. We're getting our face painted and we'll be freestyling. Freestyling, yes, absolutely. Jim's going to make a beat. It's going to be fun. It's going to be dope, yeah. Oh, um, well, I mean, unless there was anything that you wanted to, to tag up really quick. Um, continue to watch my friends show here off the cuff. Um, this is great. I want to see more content yeah. from, from everybody. From Please you continue to watch Cross the Street. Get some of this merch. Mm-hmm. By yeah, the way. Check it out. I'm terrible at selling it, but we do have shirts available. I'm god awful at selling it. I don't know why, but if you like one, they're $20 for a t-shirt, 40 bucks for a hoodie. I got them pretty much all the sizes. I'm wearing the only... up hoodies. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got magnets. I'll throw in a magnet if you buy one. Yeah. Um, awesome. No, just continue to watch the show, support our local scene, um, and 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 be a part of. You know what I mean? Come out, celebrate with us, and say hi if you see us in public. We're all very approachable. Absolutely. Um, not not if you're at Seven Eleven in the morning and you're like, oh, I need to pay my that's it. not that. Not that. <laughs> I'm wearing blue sweatpants in the frozen food aisle. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even look at me at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say like on social media. If I look like this, if you know I'm wearing this hat, don't even look at me. Don't say hi to me. <laughs> that's such a good idea. If I can fit a hat over my hair, don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, well, excellent. Yeah. Jim, it has been such a, a pleasure having you. Jacob, I really Jay, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. You yeah, thank you guys very much. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to run into each other again because we'll be we're out. doing similar things we're in the portland art world so feel free to send uh your guests my way i'll send my guests your way and we can sounds good yeah i'm getting everybody linked in we'll get drake on our show pretty soon so (laughs) (laughs) we actually have drake on this show remember Remember we were joking yeah he's like yeah i remember that i'm Uh, a pretty good manifester so yeah well i mean i'm here so excellent yeah i appreciate you guys checking out uh across across the street with desi Insane. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show. We're taking it over it's now. Taking over. It's a takeover. Off the cuff. With Off the cuff. Hosted by Jim Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> We're mixing it up this week. <laughs> yes, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace, love, donuts. Peace. Peace.